Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jason Reed and Daniel Preciado. For the second straight season, the Los Angeles Lakers have opened with an 0-1 record, losing to the Los Angeles Clippers on opening night. Uh, but Spin Zone, I tweeted this out on the Lake Show Life Twitter. Be sure to give us a follow as well as a follow on all your podcasting uh, outlets. I tweeted Spin Zone. Lakers started 0-1 against the Clippers last year, went on to win an NBA championship. If we're just talking about recent trends, if we're you know just last season, uh, trends are saying that the Lakers are guaranteed another NBA title this year. So uh, that's great. Um, <laughs> but in all honesty, I mean, wasn't great seeing the Lakers lose first night. Ring ceremony, those rings are gorgeous. The win, the game, not so much. Daniel, how are you feeling after last night's defeat? You know, I, it looked like just kind of that title hangover for me yeah. uh, with the Lakers. I didn't really think that they played up to their capability. This isn't really them, you know, and they also were resting LeBron. I know that's something that maybe a lot of Clippers fans would harp on the, uh, the Lakers saying, oh, you know, we got you guys. We were up by this many points at one point. LeBron, I don't believe he played in the final seven minutes of the game. Yeah, uh, the Lakers were down at what by ten, by seven to ten range, and they still didn't bring him in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of spoke volumes to me. But yeah, I mean, for this team to really not be gelling yet, to be extremely tired, to not be playing their stars in key moments, uh, and to only lose to seven or only lose by seven to one of the best teams in the league, yeah, I, I'm totally okay with it. Um, if this is their bat, like worst point, I would love to know what their best point looks like. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you know, a lot of these guys are coming off of, you know, 72-day, I believe it is, uh, offseason, uh, the guys who were on the title-winning team last year. Uh, your number one superstar, unless it's AD, but we'll just say number one superstar for now is turning 36, I believe, in, you know, seven days in a week from recording this. Um, and you got a lot of new pieces, you know, that have only played four preseason games together and had a shortened, you know, training camp and whatnot. Uh, some of these pieces didn't really even play. They were either, you know, resting for, you know, minor nagging injuries or, you know, they just didn't really play together as is. Um, so it's going to happen. It was expected. I mean, Frank Vogel was saying before the season that they expected, you know, to have some hiccups along the way. And I believe KCP said they're not even close to where they want to be. So it was expected. But, you know, you still hype yourself up. You know, Lakers Clippers, you know, we, we thought the Lakers were going to win. Uh, the first thing I wanted to touch on, you mentioned, you know, LeBron, they were kind of resting him. Only played 28 minutes. You know, as you mentioned, they, he did not play really the last seven minutes of the game. Anthony Davis only played 31, which is a fair amount. Uh, probably would have got up to like maybe 33, 34 if the game was a little closer towards the end. Um, but, you know, they didn't really, they didn't have terrible off nights when you look at their, you know, efficiency and whatnot. But this just wasn't, you know, the LeBron James, Anthony Davis game that you're going to get when the games really matter. Uh, they scored a combined 40 points. You figure 95% of the time they're going to score a combined 50 points. And if you just do basic math, obviously things change. But if you add 10 more points to their point total combined, then the Lakers win this game by three. Um, it was just, you know, that that was kind of my biggest reason I thought for the loss is the Lakers. Because if you look at the team stats, the Lakers weren't terribly outplayed. You know, they didn't have some huge turnover differential or anything. They just didn't get that that typical AD LeBron game and, you know, it's just getting their legs under them and whatnot. So I wouldn't worry too much. You know, you compare that to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I mean, Kawhi 26, three and two, uh, Paul George went off, you know, late in the game. So, you know, hats off to him for going off in game one. Let's see how, if he could do that in the playoffs, but he scored 33 with six and three. So 
I mean, they played 36 and 34 minutes. So that really very well could be the, the main difference in this game, you know. So I, I feel fine about it. Yeah, same here, man. I The only thing that I kind of had an issue with is I don't know if it's just a part of them being sluggish, but their, uh, their total defensive effort um, kind of went out the window in the second half. Yeah. Um, it just it looked like they were trying to put points on the board and didn't really care how much they gave up. Yeah. And, man, it, there, were, there was a whole possession where I believe they gave up three or four offensive rebounds, and most of them were to Patrick Beverly. You know, <laughs> if, if, you can't, if you can't box out Patrick Beverly, you're going to have issues. And there were, there were possessions. I saw these guys, <laughs> Montrez, Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, were like, all right, you know, screw it. You got another uh, offensive board, like without even really trying. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, <laughs> I know the next thing we're going to talk about is Harrell and Schroeder, how great they look, though. I mean, Schroeder's playmaking yeah. mm-hmm. was amazing. I, his playmaking was way better than I ever thought it really was. Mm-hmm. And if it's a sign of more things to come, I, I'm going to be really impressed with uh, Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, man. I mean, he almost had a triple-double, 14, 12, and 8. Uh, 12, I think that's a career high in rebounds for him, so that's great for him. Uh, Trez, 17 and 10. That's around what he's going to give on any given night. You mentioned defensively, not the best. Uh, Schroeder's better defensively than the effort he put in last night. Uh, he's you know, he's shown that time and time again. Uh, Harrell, you know, there are questions about his defense, and I know Clipper fans, you know, talking about that and why he that's why he left the team and everything. I think Trez did okay. He did fine, like, when he was, you know, guarding Paul George and whatnot. I just think it's a size thing. I mean, when you put him on Zubac, you know, Zubac is bigger. He's going to have a little bit more of his way. Um, you know, obviously, AD playing 31 minutes, not playing his full usual workload. Marcus only getting 12 minutes. I, I said this in the offseason. I think you said, too, they kind of still needed that traditional backup center just to have, like, that rim-protecting anchor next to Trez, you know, on the nights where AD might not play as much or, you know, even Gasol's not playing as much. Because um, Gasol was not good in this game. Um, Five fouls in 12 yeah, minutes. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to usually play more, but he wasn't great. Um, so I'm not too worried. I think with Trez, he's not a great defender. And I know, you know, some Laker fans want to say he is. He's not a great defender, but I think if you use him properly, he's more than fine. You know, if they, like you said in mm-hmm. the offseason, if they can make Kyle Kuzma a league average defender, then they can make Trez just fine. Um, and I just think it was yeah, kind of, you know, first game of the season, Gasol fouling, you know, with his foul troubles and, you know, the Clippers probably wanted to go after him. I mean, that's the guy who left them and was kind of saying some things about him. I can't blame him for wanting to go after him. Um, but offensively, like you said, really promising. Uh, another new face, Wes Matthews. I was, I, I did not like what I saw out of Wes Matthews last night. It was not that great. Yeah, he was pretty much just out there. Um, he had the worst plus minus on the night, which, yes, we've said multiple times that we don't love plus minus, but this early it's kind of, kind of a good indicator minus 18 when he was on the floor man like he didn't make a shot he was just kind of there on defense really didn't do much like mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know maybe he gets played out of the rotation eventually more minutes to tht see i was drinking the west matthews kool-aid before the season so i'm just hoping it's one bad game but i looked over at uh nba.com's like matchup statistics when it's a player how you know defending another player specifically and it's a little flawed with the switching and whatnot and Wes Matthews might have switched on a guy at the last second you know right when the guy's pulling up on a shot so he gets credited with the you know with the matchup but with those numbers uh Wes Matthews only playing 11 minutes Clipper players scored 20 points on Wes Matthews when he was defending someone and shot a combined nine for ten so I oh mean, my gosh yeah that's that's not ideal especially when when you really look at the roster he's kind of they need him to be a big wing defender for them, um, especially against a team like the Clippers who have Kawhi and Paul George. 
Um, you know, Kyle Kuzma, they're kind of hoping he's going to develop into something nice in terms of a wing defender. Crusoe can defend the wings, you know, but I like him more, you know, defending like a two guard. But he could defend a three, but a four maybe not so much. You kind of need Wes Matthews uh, to play better than he did. Uh, but it's game one. Again, I don't want to panic too much, but the Wes Matthews Kool-Aid yeah. might be souring just a little bit for me. <laughs> yeah, no, you're exactly right, man. They need Wes Matthews. They need KCP to kind of step up defensively. Because Alex Caruso, yes, as much as I love Alex Caruso, man, he is a perimeter defender at the end of the day. He can, you know, defend wings. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're having him on guys, like on multiple possessions, he was defending uh, Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. It, you know, you're going to run into some issues. He could put together a 100% effort on the defensive end against those guys and still get beat. Yeah. And he did on multiple possessions. He was getting hands in, in Kawhi's face, hands in PG's face. And they were just hitting shots. Like, yep. it's just, it's tough because of the size, you mm -hmm. know. And he's more of a perimeter defender, and this team kind of lacks maybe like a uh, Robert Covington type, mm -hmm. you know, somebody that's along and can defend um, wings. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see where that kind of goes. And I mean, that just, that strengthens the, I know he's not great anymore, but that just strengthens the, the Trevor Ariza rumors because that's someone who's long, you know, who could play 12 minutes a night and just kind of be that lengthy pick up some fouls defender that they need if he gets bought out. He has to get bought out by OKC first. Uh, you mentioned Caruso. That's your boy, obviously. I wanted to mention your other boy real quick, THT. He, uh, he had a role in this game, thankfully, 11 minutes. He only got six points in a board, but I liked what I saw while he was out there. Um, obviously not getting as much offensive run through him when the games matter and it's not the preseason, but... You know, I, I'm happy to see that he got 11 minutes because even though we said we thought he'd get 10 to 15 minutes, part of me, the back of my head was still like, look, I, I feel like they still won't play him yet. So I was happy to see him get 11 minutes. And, you know, he, he looked like he belonged out there, and that's a big deal for a 20-year-old. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm glad they gave him some minutes. And actually, when he came into the game, he kind of provided that offensive spark that was needed at that point in the game when he first came in. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Lakers were down by, you know, like easily double digits. And he helped cut the lead, you know. Oh, that's what it was. When he came into the game, the Lakers went on a 7-0 run. Mm -hmm. I believe it was at the start of the second quarter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, you just bought himself more minutes. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Uh, THT, he's special. Um, our purple and gold players that we mentioned before the game, uh, the purple player that we thought the Lakers needed the limit to win this game. I had uh, – who was mine? Mine was Zubach, correct? Yeah, yes. so they needed to limit Zubach. I mean, Zubach plus 17, again, plus minus is flawed. 27 minutes, he was 4 or 5 from the field, 3 or 4 from th the free throw line. 11 and 6, that's a decent night for him. Obviously, they could have done better, especially Trez on him. Your purple player was, I believe, who was your purple player? Lou Williams? I don't remember. It was, I think it was Lou Williams. Oh, it was Lou Williams, yes. It was Lou Williams. And, I mean, 11 points, you'll take that. I mean, they did good against Lou mm -hmm. Williams. He did go 2, two of 4 from 3, but... I mean, that happens. That's not terrible. 11 points, two fouls. I mean, it was mostly just Paul George kind of going off in that second half. Um, uh -huh. 33 points. You're not going to get that every night. Our gold players, I said Montrez, uh, not Montrez Harrell, uh, Mark, Markeith Morris would come in, hit some big threes for the Lakers, swing the game. He did make one three, one of two, 50% on the year. So that's a big deal. Uh, leads the mm -hmm. Lakers in three-point percentage, don't forget. Uh, <laughs> and plus minus <laughs> and yeah and he's i wanted to point that out he's got the best plus minus plus 14 like you said uh you know just a great pick by me your purple player i believe was montrez harrell correct montrez harrell yep and he had he had a solid night man double double um i'm happy with that you know just yeah. out of my purple player yeah for sure um so i mean it, it 
could have got a better performance. Maybe Markeith needed to play more. Maybe he needed to play like 30 minutes. Uh, we would have won this game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just starting the Markeith Morris fan club. You got like Caruso. Him. I'm going Markeith. <laughs> yeah, I really like him. I think that he's kind of been in his brother's shadow as long as he's been in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I think he's really starting to nix that a little bit. Um, yeah. He's really starting to come into his own. Yeah, and a bad research by me. I did say uh, playing against his twin brother last night. Uh, I said that in the last podcast. He actually, Marcus Morris is dealing with injury, um, so he did not play. So, hand up. That's on me. I should have known that. Um, I, <laughs> I, I saw it after we recorded the podcast, and I was like, well, I can't go back and change what I said. It's on record. It's not writing. I can't just edit it. Um, Christmas, though, we those are our purple and gold players for game one. Game two, we're going to pick those. But first, I want to preview the matchup. Lakers primetime 5 p.m. Pacific 8 p.m. Eastern against the Dallas Mavericks Dallas has not played yet at the time of recording this they are playing tonight which is the 23rd against I believe someone bad right who do they play tonight uh let me go see Mavericks I'm gonna beat you to it Mavericks uh the Suns oh so that that's actually kind of a compelling matchup uh yeah not a not a a bad matchup at all considering that Dallas is missing uh Porzingis yeah for sure um, Porzingis still out until January. Uh, he got injured in the bubble. That's the only reason why the Clippers got p- past him in the first round. We all know this. Um, so that's good for the Lakers. I don't like saying injury is good, but that is good. That takes away, you know, their, their most skilled big man. Um, in terms of their roster though, you know, I didn't really love, they added Josh Richardson, which I do think was a good pickup. I thought Richardson just for whatever reason, wasn't a great fit in Philly. They just weren't using him properly. Um, yeah. Seth Curry, I like Seth Curry. Me and you talked texted after the podcast last week about how Seth Curry is making eight million, but Luke Kennard is making sixteen million, and how ridiculous that is. Um, yes, <laughs> but you know Seth Curry for Josh Richardson. You know they get someone who could actually play a little bit defense. Dallas does, so that's good for them. Outside of that, they didn't really do much. You know anything really significant? I mean, not that I can see. I mean they drafted Tyrell Terry, but that's not going to make a difference. You know year one. Yeah. Um, you know, they're starting fives looking at Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Richardson. Dorian Finney-Smith is replacing Kristaps right now. Oh, no, he's not. He's just in the four, and then they got – It's probably Kleba. I like Maxi Kleba a lot. Yeah, or Dwight Powell. if they Or they have Willie Cauley-Stein. Watch out for him. Or I no, like Willie Cauley-Stein, yeah. What about Boban? Boban's got to start. <laughs> Boban getting a few minutes. <laughs> uh, no, I like Josh Richardson, man. I think that's a really good pickup, actually. Like, Yeah. That, that dude can kind of develop into what Tim Hardaway Jr. has been mm-hmm. in that Maverick system. I, I like that pickup. I think them two playing alongside each other, uh, they're really, really good fits with Luka as well. I think it's going to be one of those teams that is better, you know, just collectively as a unit than they are like individual pieces. The, that makes sense. The the parts are ba- the whole is better than the sum of the parts. Something like that. There's a saying. I butchered yeah, that. I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of how they match up with the Lakers, you know, Hardaway and Richardson, you know, kind of gives you two kind of perimeter wing defenders. I, I don't love, if I'm a Mavericks fan, I don't love how they match up with LA because they do have, you know, Josh Richardson or Tim Hardaway who could play defense on LeBron James. Uh, Luca is fantastic as he is, and he's going to win the MVP this year. He's not someone who's going to lock down LeBron James defensively. Um, so they have someone who could, you know, kind of put in minutes against LeBron. Against AD, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I I think AD is going to have his way. I think this is a team that's built to kind of beat a team like the Clippers, you know, that kind of thrives with two wing players or like a team like the Boston Celtics, or they might even have success against a team like Portland, you know, Damian Lillard and whatnot, putting Hardaway on him. Um, 
I, I, I don't like this matchup for Dallas, which is good for us. I also don't know who guards Luka on the Lakers. You know, LeBron's in – it's the second game of the year. He's not going to put in full defensive effort. You could put AD on Luka, but that's going to create a, match, a mismatch down low. You know, Caruso's going to come off the bench, so I don't know how much time they're actually going to share on the court. Who do you think is going to be the primary uh, Luka defender in this game? I don't know if it will be, but I think it should be Anthony Davis. Um, Anthony Davis has actually shown that he can play against guys like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was defending, who was it? Damian Lillard at one point in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, he he is more than capable of taking on these, you know, two guards and point guards and guys who are just genuinely quicker than him just because he's got that size and that length, and he is pretty quick for a big man. Yeah. Um, I think that he is probably the best match for Luca. and then when he's on the bench, they got to run Caruso. Uh, Caruso's probably the best. <laughs> you know, defender that they have uh, for a Luca. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's going to be interesting. I, if you would have asked me three days ago, I would have said Wes Matthews, hundred percent. That's my boy, but starting to, I was surprised, you know, go back to Wes Matthews real quick. I was surprised he only played 11 minutes. I thought he was going to have a much bigger role on this team. And I mean, it is the first game of the season ramping him up, but I, I was shocked by that. I had him, mm-hmm. I predicted he'd be in the starting five and he wasn't. And uh, yeah, it's all right. I can't be right about everything. He's going to eventually yeah, be in the starting started. five. What was that? Schroeder started like I thought. That's yeah. interesting. I got I got the lineup correct. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Interesting. You did. That sucks. Hate that you're right about that. Um <laughs> so it, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, last year when they matched up early in, you know, early on in the season, it was a great game. You know, Luca and LeBron went head to head. It was kinda you know, Luca had already arrived at that point. You know, he had a fantastic rookie season, but I feel like that was like the mainstream arrival like you know we talked about Jason Tatum a few weeks ago or a few episodes ago how he had that you know week span he had that double overtime game against the Clippers and that's when like I feel like the casual NBA fan was like oh wow this guy's taking that next step Luka got that a little bit earlier and I think that was last year prime time against the Lakers went head-to-head with LeBron took him to overtime you know arguably outplayed him I remember Luka was phenomenal in that game Um, and now he's you know an MVP favorite Um, so it's gonna be a fun game Purple and gold players, you know, as much as we want to talk about Luka versus LeBron and AD, we want to talk, give the role players a little bit of a rub. Uh, I believe I went first last time, Daniel, or did you go first? Uh, I think you went first. So I'll let you go yeah. first then. Who are your purple and gold players for this matchup? Mm-hmm. Uh, my purple player is definitely going to be Maxi Kleba. Okay. I think that because you already know Luka's going to get, you know, his – um, I like him a lot on both ends of the floor. I think, I think that he, you know what? Hmm. I like him a lot, but I'm actually going to go with Josh Richardson and I have a better reasoning why. Let's hear it. I think Josh Richardson is far more important to limit because they're going to have to commit so many perimeter and wing asset, like defender types mm-hmm. to Luka Doncic that they might leave some space for Josh Richardson to go off and have a great night you know um so i think that it's important that they actually keep their focus on the both of them as opposed to just double teaming luca trying to trap him Mm -hmm. Uh, because you will leave over leave richardson open who can shoot and he's just a very capable scorer altogether yeah um so yeah my my pick is joshua richardson i you made this hard for me i love that pick because he is the guy who you know they're going to focus on Luca, and Luca's going to probably go 30, 10, and 10 or whatever he's going to do. He's going to be so phenomenal this year. I'm so excited to watch him play. Um, yep. He's going to do his thing, and, you know, with no Kristaps, you know, it's kind of hard to see one person. Anyone could really, you know, 
break out on any given night. Since you picked Richardson, though, I'm just going to go with the other guy uh, that they have to limit. That's Tim Hardaway Jr. Maybe they're focusing on Luka, like you said, focusing on Josh Richardson, like you said, and then Tim Hardaway Jr. becomes like, you know, gets red hot, gets the open looks, makes a few threes. Um, pretty much what we're saying is just make sure Tim Hardaway Jr. or Josh Richardson don't have a big game, and the Lakers are probably going to win this game. You know, hope maybe yeah. maybe we haven't done our betting picks yet. Um, as for my gold player, you know, last year they went to overtime. Daniel, can you remind me who hit the buzzer beater at the end of regulation to send the Lakers and Mavericks into overtime? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, that would be Mr. Danny Green. You said you were in Vegas. I was in New York City, right? Yes, sir. So it was yep. Danny Green. Danny Green's no longer on the roster. Who was brought in to replace Danny Green on this roster? Wes Matthews. And who had a terrible first game? Wes Matthews. And who used to play on the Dallas Mavericks? Did he play on the Mavericks? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think he did, right? I'm, I might be yeah, confusing him with someone else. time, I want to say. Yeah. For three and a half did. years. Yeah, who used to play on the Dallas Mavericks? Wes Matthews. So who's going to have a fantastic game? Alex Caruso. <laughs> Is that your gold player? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going Wes Matthews. Uh <laughs> Look, statistically speaking, he shot 36% from beyond the arc last year. He's 0 for 2 on the season, which means if he takes three threes, he is statistically due to make at least two of them. That would be 40%. But he's due to make at least two of them because I said so. Um, he's going to make two threes. He's going to hit a big three. He's going to play some big defense on uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and or Josh Richardson. Maybe he'll even you know switch on to Luka and have a big stop down the stretch where Luka takes a three and uh, he gets a hand in his face and keeps him from making it. Um, I said the Kool-Aid is souring a little bit. It's going to get nice and sweet again after this game. Uh, I'm, I'm just sucking on the Kool-Aid at this point. Wes Matthews, big game for him incoming. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Uh, my pick for my gold player is going to be Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Oh, okay. And the reason why is if he breaks through, I think that the Lakers – or breaks through offensively is what I'm saying. I think that the – Lakers should win pretty handily. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why is because their best defenders, guys that will be on KCP for mm -hmm. the most part, and I think KCP's defensive effort, as we were mentioning Josh Richardson, is going to be super important as well. So, yeah, my pick on both sides of the ball is going to be KCP. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's – we kind of previewed the game perfectly. I think it's going to come down to that second and third scores for Dallas and, you know, watching Luca, maybe Luca goes off. Maybe this is a 50 point game for Luca. Should I say that? Uh, since, you know, big game against the Lakers primetime Christmas, he's going to want to ball out. He knows he's got a lot of eyeballs on him. I don't know. I, I don't know. I love Luca though. I wish Luca was a Laker. Can you just sign with the yeah. Lakers and like, when is he a free agent? Like three years. Can we start those rumors right now? Luca to the Lakers. <laughs> With no, with no uh, viable sources. Just kidding. People don't don't repeat that. Um, that's our purple and gold players. Betting predictions, Daniel. Uh, last game, we both went one and one. Uh, we both had the Lakers. I believe it was minus three or minus two, minus three. Uh, I had them winning one fifteen to one ten. You had them winning one eighteen to one ten. Uh, we both had the over, which was two twenty four. That hit, so we went one and one. I would like to point out that I got the final score of the game perfectly correct at two twenty five. I mean, granted, I didn't get the right team winning. But I got the final score correct, so I, I'm gonna I'm take that as me being a little bit more hot than you are. Um, I like my chances in this game, according to the Action Network and Vegas Insider. We went with the Vegas Insider consensus. It was also the uh, bet, the MGM and the William Hill odds. Right now, the Lakers are six point favorites with an over/under of 230. 
This is likely going to move, especially with Dallas playing tonight. So if you like this line right now, maybe grab it because if Dallas loses tonight, doesn't look good, maybe that goes up to Lakers minus 8, minus 7.5. Uh, if Dallas looks really good, maybe it even goes down to Lakers minus 5, minus 4.5. Who knows? Um, especially offensively, too. If Dallas looks bad offensively, the over-under might go down since the Lakers didn't really have a fantastic offensive night in game one. Um, yeah, 230 is a little high. Well, I mean, maybe you're uh, previewing your pick, Daniel. Does that mean you're taking the under? In addition to that under, I am going to take Lakers minus six. I think that the Mavericks don't really have the offensive firepower outside of Luka Doncic to kind of compete with the Lakers. We'll see. But I doubt it. Okay, so Lakers minus six, under 230. What is your final score prediction? Hmm. I'm going to go 111 to 98. Oh. That's like, what, free tacos, right? Is that what it is when they don't score yeah, 100 points? Jack-in-the-box tacos. Okay, people going to Jack-in-the-box. Um, did you see they're not unveiling the banner until they can have fans back in the arena? That's pretty awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, like the banner, like it looks like it's hung. Or I don't know if the banner itself is hung, but they have something hanging there where the banner's going to be, and it says, like, stay tuned, Laker fans. And then they posted something on, like, Twitter, like, we're waiting for you or something. So uh-huh. not unveiling the yeah. banner until the fans are there. So got it. 111.98. You got the under. You got Lakers minus six. I also like the under. I think Dal. Uh, I like the under. I like the under. Uh, I think, but I do think Luca is going to have a phenomenal game. Like I said, prime time. Luca just is incredible. I'm drinking the Luca Kool Aid. Um, I think I think Dallas covers. I think the Lakers are still a little, you know, a little rusty, a little, I don't want to say tired, but they were getting tired down the stretch. And even if they have a sizable lead, Dallas will be able to close the gap down the stretch. Um, I'm going to say the Lakers win this one by four. I'm going to say the final score is going to be 106 to 102 Lakers. Okay. It's my final score. Yeah, we're so, one point apart on the final total. So that means I have the – that means, yeah, so 106-102 is 218 – not 218, 208. So I'm 22 points under the under, and you're what, 20 – You're 21. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe I need to go bet the under right now then. That's yeah. That's free money. But I also actually put actual money on Lakers minus two, and we all know how that went, so – Mm-hmm. Not That's why you wait for the live line, Jason. Lakers plus eight and a half. Lock all day. <sighs> Barely lock because Kuzma hit that garbage time basket at the very yeah, end of the I game. I don't know Kuzma a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's Christmas afternoon, Christmas night if you're on the East Coast. I guess it's night. I mean, it's getting dark early anyways. Uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, like I said, 8 p.m. Eastern on Friday, Christmas. We're going to come back at you uh, Christmas. Does Chris the day after Christmas have a name? It's Christmas Eve, Christmas post. I'm going to get that trending. Post Christmas. <laughs> uh, we'll come at you, recap in the game, uh, the Lakers winning by four and me going 2-0 and in my picks and you know extending my lead over Daniel. Um, we're going to recap that, and then we're going to preview. The Lakers have their first back-to-back of the year, uh, Sunday the 27th and Monday the 28th against the Timberwolves and Blazers. We'll preview both of those games, give our purple and gold players for both games. Uh, hopefully be able to actually do betting picks for both games. I don't know if they'll have the, the odds for the Trailblazers Lakers out, but we'll see. If not, we'll tweet them. We're going to, we're going to stay up on it. And uh, mm. yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to actually talk about real basketball in front of us. Um, 
even if the Lakers lost. Yep, absolutely. In the meantime, everyone have a very safe and happy holidays. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, you know, whatever you celebrate. Uh, happy Alex Caruso Day, Taylor Horton Tucker Day. Uh, not happy Kyle Kuzma Day. If you celebrate Kyle Kuzma Day, not happy Kyle Kuzma Day to you. Uh, in the meantime, go Lakers. Yeah. I, I be balling every day.